You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. In episode 110, Judea joins the show to talk design and community. We get into how her passion for aesthetic influenced her design education, founding Embracing the Crown and the process of developing community, and how Urine Dreamland helps making dropping gems on social media easier. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Sign up for our newsletter for brand updates and join our members-only community on Patreon for access to exclusive content. For everything else, go to VersusMikeHistory.com. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Mike History, and today we got Jade in the building. Hello, ma'am. What's going on? Hey, what's up? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, and happy Black History Month, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> how about you go ahead and get started with telling the people what you do? Okay, well, I'm Judea. Um I feel like I do a bunch of things, but I guess for my nine to five, um, I'm an assistant director of marketing and communications. Um, and I also do some music marketing with that. Um, I have my business, Embracing the Crown. So I used to do like workshops and event curation. Um, and then outside of all that, um, I take some clients, I do design, I do websites, so anything marketing and branding, but my passion is just uplifting other creatives, especially Black creatives and business owners, so in a nutshell, I just do everything creative for all. <laughs> word, word. Um, so I go ahead and get started with um, most episodes with asking the guest what are you listening to so what's go uh so go ahead and let me know what's in rotation on your end mm, i'm listening to a lot of r&b of course SZA, but i've been listening to a lot of tink i feel like she's underrated so i have to definitely shout that out word, word, word. shout out to tink all right um let's go ahead and hop straight into it so um when it gets into the history of you, like how far back does your um, design education go and like where does that begin? Um, always. I've always been interested um, in design and in creativity, like I guess as far back as I could think is like elementary. So I used to be like big into fashion. Um, one of my teachers would give us these kind of like I guess templates and we would draw like the dresses and all that stuff so I thought I was in, into fashion all the way into college and then I had some um internships with different fashion houses and stuff like that and I wasn't really into it um anymore in that way um but then I I found out about like public relations um, and I realized my school didn't offer fashion. So I was like, okay, public relations is like kind of a way I can be on the scene and I can like network and do the fashion stuff on the side. Um, then I wasn't interested in the fashion stuff, but like everybody would always come to me to get their logo done or a t-shirt design or an invitation. Like 
anything I did just naturally had to have an invitation. <laughs> mm-hmm. a birthday party, you know, if I was going on a trip and needed an itinerary and it needed to be like design, you know? And then like, after a while, people started telling me like, yo, this is the thing. Like people keep coming to you. Like you should make a price list or whatever. So I definitely have to say my line sisters, especially Ruth and of course Shelby, like they like drilled that into my head. So I was like, oh shit, like maybe this is a thing. And then from there, it just like took off. Um, Let me not say it just took off, but just bit by bit, I got, I started getting a lot of clients. Like it was crazy. I'm just putting myself out there on Instagram and stuff, Um, giving tips and tricks. I don't know if I'm like talking too much, but yeah, that's pretty much my journey for real. Word. Um, And when developing, um, you know, developing all of these, you developed a bunch of style and aesthetic along this process. And I'm curious to know what, the process was in terms of or not the process but rather um where did you pull inspiration from in those initial um days of like you know putting designs together when you weren't really looking at it from a business perspective oh I was just literally just going off vibes like they're like okay (laughs) do a um (laughs) BSU needs a shirt design can you do it I'm like okay sure you know and just come up with things like I literally wasn't thinking anything of it I really wasn't so it was it was fun it was like you know friends acts and then like friends of a friend type thing so um I I had some classes like I always was into computers and stuff like computer games and computer this and computer that um so I had classes even as young as like high school um that taught me how to design on the computers. And I was always like one of the best ones in the class when it came to my designs. So it was just a natural thing, honestly. So how would you say that your perspective on design changed once you started to um, become a little bit more business-minded and um, take it seriously? Oh, I, I learned a lot because it's like, it's not necessarily about you, you know, it's about the brand as a whole, what you're trying to convey. A lot of times like where people go wrong is not like like simple is better especially when it comes with logos like so many people come to me and they want all this extra stuff but it's like if you look at any iconic brand they have a very simple logo Mm. so it's just realizing you know different things you want the customer to be able to like read your logo from like 50 feet away or you don't want these crazy cursives and all this stuff. So just different things you learn along the way that you're like, oh shit, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different colors, how colors bring out different emotions and stuff. Um, so that's what I started paying attention to, like as I learned more for sure. Um, and in terms of like sort of meeting client demands and developing your own style and um, uh, at the same time, I want you to speak on like how the difficulty of that and like having to stay within the lines of what a client needs from you or wants from you. Um, Yeah, that's tough. Like working with clients in general is tough Um, because like, unfortunately, like even though it's design, right, it's still like art in some way. So it was like you have a level of attachment to it. So mm-hmm. naturally when you create something, you want the person to like it. <laughs> so you have to like 
really get a tough skin because like you get a lot of edits all the time something mm -hmm. was popping and people like oh no um that's not it you know and the worst thing is when you know an idea is so dope but they rather do something like super corny mm -hmm. <laughs> so it can be tough but you have to realize like it's not about you and a lot of times when I'm challenged and then I realize oh, okay cool I got something from this exchange because what it ended up with is like not what I was thinking but it still works in some way so um you learn how to deal with people which is good um something that was a blessing to me was like when I first started out I was freelance because I didn't have a job at, at the time mm -hmm. so I was like what can I do like I don't have a job I'm applying people are saying no so I was like well shit let me use Instagram so I started off just giving tips and tricks so people know like okay I know what I'm talking about and then I started getting like a lot of clients and people were saying oh my friend told me about you or whatever so it was great like I was literally able to sustain myself. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I don't even have a lot of followers, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, it was working out and I was getting like a lot of clients, but then it became like overwhelming because it was like, I always had something due. Like I was turning people down every five seconds. Like it was a lot, like it was a lot going on. So now like the fact that I have a salary position it gives me the freedom to like pick out what clients are worth the headache, to be honest, because like sometimes it's really not even worth the money <laughs> after you done went back and forth and it's a whole thing. So now mm -hmm. I just um, do projects that I'm actually passionate about. So I feel like, OK, I can do my best work and it's a good combination of something I believe in. So I just thank God that I actually have a salary position that gives me like more freedom. Word. Um, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you you start giving out design tips and then you start picking up clients and things are going well mm -hmm. um along the process um along the way during this process um you have the idea to begin developing a community um of women that um you know stick together and um empower each other and have events and you know um create uh and create content towards that so yep. i'm curious to know um the origins of embracing the crown and and how that came to be okay um embracing the crown it it pretty much started in college um mm -hmm. me and shelby like we linked up on our first day of not even college but like the orientation before college mm -hmm. and like since then we were friends right but it was like College was a huge shock for me. I came there, was like, whoa, shit is different. Cause I was mm -hmm. used to having like a lot of friends and going out and all this stuff. And it was just weird. Like when I first got there and then Shelby coming from DC, not knowing anybody, it was just different. So we wanted to do a blog, basically like talking about our journey, whether it was natural hair or dating or, oh, I'm in college. Let me, um, you know, cook for the first time, whatever it was, you know, cause I'm talking to people and I'm like, yo, everybody's like really going through shit on the back end, but on Facebook, cause Facebook was everything at the time. I'm like, Facebook, everybody's like posting with all their new college friends and all this stuff. So I didn't understand. I was like, what's happening? So I realized I'm like, oh, everybody's going through something. Like we need something to pull us together. And then with me and Shelby um, being involved with Delta, we always were like, um, on the executive board and all this stuff. So we really learned like how to run 
an organization, a business, you know? So then we basically applied those skills to embracing the crown. Like we really sat down one day and just made like a master plan. And it's crazy because like we were able to do all that stuff, everything from us doing workshops, from us traveling, like we, we wrote everything out mm -hmm. and yeah, it was an amazing experience. Um, that sounds amazing. And you would, and, um, the work that you did in Delta, you would say, and definitely highly impacted how um, the organization came together in its early days, you would say? Yeah, I mean, it, it fueled us and like, it already gave us those skills for sure. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, we were ready to go because we already knew what it was. We knew how to like put on a program. So it was like, we can twist this and do our own events. Like we always loved events and stuff like that, hosting. So in the early days of the organization, when putting together events, um, talk about the the difficulty of like establishing yourself as sort of uh, an empowerment brand and, and what goes into, um, you know, developing that audience. Okay. Yeah, there was a bunch of difficulties. Um, the first one being, you know, okay, our school. So we went to Seton Hall. It's in South Orange, right? And it's like, you know, the Newark arts community is very big and mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's very like from Newark and we were not, you know, Shelby's from DC. I'm from Jersey, but that's not where I'm from. So mm -hmm. like, that's the first hurdle because like when it comes to booking spaces and all that stuff, it's like people need to know you first. Right. It's easier when people know you. So it's just like, okay. So really just getting out to different events and getting to know people, building relationships and all that stuff. So that was cool. That was great. Um, resources that's another thing like that's why I'm all about like bringing people together because it's like so many things I learned on my journey like if it wasn't for people like Ryarmo who has a photography studio you know that has his um event space I don't even know how we will be able to do events mm. like let's be real some of these event spaces are expensive as hell right so when you're a small business it's like it doesn't even make sense like you're trying to keep ticket prices low. You're trying to, you know, still make it a good event, which takes money. So it it sucks sometimes. Um, what else? Oh God, there was something else I wanted to touch on, but maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> okay. Um, and you started putting together an uh, an annual event that happened that occurred in the summertime. I kind of, um, I'm kind of curious to know how that came to be. Oh, Cisnick. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that was just uh, a sisterhood picnic in the park and we had different workshops. Um, each station had like different topics and we brought people in. Um, it was things such as like, there was a trainer, she did like a fitness station. Um, there was purple there talking about like manifestation and she had her crystals and all this stuff um there was dom from living single there so again we're all about like hey we're not experts but let's bring people that do know something about various topics let's all come together let's learn let's share our story and all that stuff um so the picnic thing it kind of like happened organically you know i just wanted to get together in the summertime and then it's like oh yellow black women look amazing in yellow and then it just became a thing. And every year it grew bigger and bigger. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. Sounds great.
Um, I want to touch on inclusion and exclusion for a bit. Um, your platform was designed to uh, empower women, Black women specifically. And I'm curious to know if you ever uh, received any like pushback or um, any criticism about um, your demographic and how you need to broaden uh, your audience or things of that nature. Um, I think in the beginning, it was definitely a discussion. It was like women of color or black women, women of color or black women, like, you know, which one do we go? And then after a certain point is like, no, it actually is black women. And it's okay to say that, like, it is okay to have spaces for us. So that's just what it is. Right. Um, we didn't get like direct pushback though. Like there was people that, oh, I'm not sure if I can come to your event. I'm a guy or I'm a white girl or I'm a whatever. But it's not like anybody was ever like turned away. It's just right. the fact that we're centering Black women at these events. So if you're on board, you know, that's amazing. But if not, then deuces. <laughs> Word. Yeah, no shade. um okay so when developing um embracing the crown um you know it it obviously was um you and shelby in the beginning but you know as things started to go well and you know the brand started to scale up you obviously would need more help and i'm curious to know the process of developing that team and how you went uh, about finding talent and how somebody, somebody um, who will be doing something similar to you would go about that process. Okay. Um, finding the team was, it was a big challenge, like just being completely honest. It was tough because at the end of the day, it's like, we're just starting, like we're not making money off of anything from em- embracing the crown. Like, let's be very clear about that. We do the events, you know, you get money from it. Any profit, it goes right back in the business to like help fund everything else we're doing. So it's not like any of these events are like making us rich in any way. Mm-hmm. We damn sure don't have a bunch of money to pay other people. We're not even paying ourselves, right. you know? So to have people like be passionate to want to do work for somebody else's dream, really, it's rare. So like we we definitely, um, you know, we did everything from like, having friends that wanted to help out to actually doing a formal application process to having like interviews like yeah we did everything um but honestly like the way it worked out was so perfect um it's just I don't know I guess all I can say is like God really put it together um Mm -hmm. and it sucks because that's not like explicit advice for anybody but it's all good. You just yeah. you touching on you touching on your specific experience. That's all good. Yeah, I, I guess one one piece of advice though I will say is that like, not to sound harsh, but if someone's a rotten apple, you need to get rid of that rotten apple for the sake of the whole freaking fruit basket. Mm-hmm. It's bad energy. If it's always one person that's not doing their job, if it's always one person that's bringing the group down it's not a benefit because you're taking more time addressing that and it kind of brings the energy down. So I just feel like always work with the people that actually genuinely want to participate, always celebrate people for whatever they're doing, be appreciative. Like, you know, it takes nothing to shout someone out like in front of people or whatever, whatever you can just like be appreciative. Cause at the end of the day it's your shit, not theirs. 
Word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead and take a shift because um I've noticed uh via your social media that you're you're focusing on a um on a new project which is called You're in Dreamland, if I'm if I'm not correct um if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Right. So um before we go ahead and hop straight into that, is this sort of a pivot from embracing the crown or um is this something in addition to that? No, this is something different. Like embracing the crown was something like founded between me and Shelby with Nichelle and Joelle. So that was its own thing. And like at this point, it's not it's not going on right now because we're all just, you know living lives in different ways so it's hard for us to get together like we mm -hmm. all live in jersey and meet so um embracing the crown is kind of like taking a back seat right now so this is kind of like an extension of like a few years ago i would do something like brand like a boss where i would give free tips and tricks like just all my story and stuff like that so it's more just an extension of that like helping creatives and entrepreneurs in any way with like tips and resources and um, I kind of want you to speak about, you know, how let's let's actually take a step back and start with Brand Like a Boss and what gave you the idea to um, get um, start that series. OK, um, so this was the thing I was working at a job and um, I had basically just ended the job <laughs> and everybody like I could not take it anymore. And everybody was like, stick with it, stick with it. Anyways, I ended up, I was sick or whatever. I had to take time off from work. So I had medical leave. That's why they were telling me just stick with it, deal with it. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally sitting at home. Like I have nothing to do. Like I'm on bed rest. So I was like, um, I need to do something. Like I need to make some type of plan. So, because I knew like, okay, after this shit, you don't even have a job to go back to. So that's when I realized, I was like, let me start giving some tips and tricks. Like randomly, I thought of that. I was like, let me get some tips and tricks. And that was the best thing because like, when you're starting anything, I always tell people like, people need to know that you're even good at that. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a fact. I mean? like, how can you say that? Oh, I'm trying to be a stylist. Okay. You never post none of your fits. Right. Like what? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because I'm telling you, the moment you start posting that thing that you're good at, then when someone says, oh shit, I need a stylist. They're like, oh, such and such. She's always supposed to, maybe she can be good at it, you know? So it's like, you have to put out there what you're good at. So I would always just give free tips and tricks. And then people were like, oh shit, this girl knows what she's talking about. My DM started to be flooded. Like, <laughs> OD like people were thinking I was their personal Google hey day I'm in Photoshop um what do I do I'm like damn uh -huh. yeah word <laughs> yeah. people always have to take it over <laughs> yeah, word. yeah I just like started doing videos and um yeah it was it was fine it was cool sounds good so when it comes to uh you're in dreamland what are some lessons that you are bringing to this brand that uh, you learned while developing Embracing the Crown? Ooh, okay. So one thing about it is like, it's not gonna be focused on like, oh, what you can do on social media and like what the algorithm, like I don't really care about that at all. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just about businesses in general. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanna kind of like touch on a little bit of everything, you know, like, okay, if you're having any, if you're having an event, 
like what can you do to roll that out? What steps should you take? Like using my um, know-how from my jobs in marketing and stuff. Um, I wanna teach people different things. Like, okay, when it comes to email campaigns, like how can you set that up? Like, let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the importance of that. And let's talk about how you can actually create it. Um, and I had an idea to do a series, like a teaching series, cause I teach design as well. So I'm like, let me combine design and cannabis and do a series called high school. Mm -hmm. So that's like my newest little thing that I've been working on. Um, and it's just, again, just like bringing people together. The reason why I wanted to do cannabis, one is like so many people smoke. Why is it such a hush hush thing? Right. Well, when it comes to making money, everybody's white. That's actually profiting off of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Like, why is it okay when they do it? And it's like, oh my God, it's yoga. It helps me with my period cramps. And then when black people do it, they're like, oh no, nah, that's ghetto. So I'm like, no, we can smoke. We can talk about business. We can talk about ideas. Um, and of course, I want to highlight uh, um, a black cannabis business every time. So, yeah, I just want to kind of like bring creatives, entrepreneurs, business owners together and give them resources in unconventional ways and fun ways. Everything doesn't have to be so stuffy. Like you don't have to like put on this whole persona that's not you, you know, to come across more professional. Um, I just want people to show up as themselves. Word. Um, now, a question that I have after asking you while listening to all of the things that you've been telling me, it, um, well, I'll rephrase this. Something that came to mind while asking all of these questions and listening to you give these answers was that you've spent a lot of time on social media in general, just giving out free game for the most part. Um, but in turn, it's helped you grow and develop multiple businesses. So um, I know that a lot of people, when it comes to, you know, helping people out in their field or trying to be helpful in, in general on social media, they often get um, they often get intimidated by um, what information they should give out versus what they should keep for themselves or, um, you know, how how exclusive to keep their information. So I'm curious to know how you came to the conclusion that it was more successful or it was more beneficial for you to give out information that you had just developed on your own over the time, over time versus, um, you know, just keeping it to yourself and using that to develop your business on your own. I think because it's my true passion. Like I'm mm -hmm. really passionate about community and helping other people. So I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it's just like, I don't care. Like I'm yeah. not an influencer. That's not my like goal. You know, mm -hmm. I think Day. so sure I'll give you all the apps like whatever and you'll realize one you can tell people exactly how and they'll still support you and pay for you to do it <laughs> you know or like they'll still pay for that recipe book or whatever the case may be they'll still fuck with your product mm -hmm. and just being genuine you just get so many people word of mouth like it's crazy it's crazy like without even promoting just word I don't know. You just can't be being genuine. And I genuine, genuinely want to help people, like especially black creatives. <laughs> Word. That's what's up. 
And uh, let's let's touch uh, a little bit on on biters and people who you know try to come into your space and uh, take all your ideas because you know that's relevant as well. <laughs> Is uh, it happens to me all the time? Um, even like for example, embracing the crown, we do stuff. Boom! I see another organization doing the same thing. Um, content we put other people in, even with me. Um. I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's wild. I see a lot of people copying and stuff, but at the end of the day, it just is what it is. And then when you really step back, you realize that like, there's nothing new under the sun. Anything you thought about, somebody probably did it like back in the day. <laughs> so it just is what it is. I feel right. like every, everybody's time will come, you know? So if people want to copy you, fuck it. You have to just keep doing dope stuff. Word. <laughs> And in terms of, um, you know, collaborating with different organizations and things of that nature, have you found it more successful to, you know, bring people into your operation or um, do you see it beneficial to, to uh, reach out and collaborate with other organizations from time to time as well? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm big on collaboration. Like, why not? I'm mm -hmm. big on giving people opportunities and stuff like that, like. I don't know. I think why not? But at the same time, I realized like when it's other people's turn, a lot of times they don't do the same for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. so that's a reality, you Grim know, reality. Yeah. But at the end of the day, why not collab? And then also like you meet some awesome people. Like, honestly, even you, like you've supported us so many times through embracing the crown. Got to. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, if we needed you, I feel like I can call you. You helped us out with music things, you know? So mm -hmm. it's just like you meet awesome people and that's just such a good benefit of collabing because it's like, shit, I might call your ass five years from now. <laughs> Word. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation and I appreciate you coming on the show once again. Um, I kind of want to leave off with... Uh, you given some words of encouragement or any type of free game that you want to give out before we go ahead and log out okay um words of encouragement okay a lot of people are getting laid off right now mm -hmm. i personally got laid off from like one of my part-time jobs right mm -hmm. so this is my thing if you're in that situation i'm challenging you to look at it in a positive way most layoffs they come with like some type of payout period work that fucking period to your advantage Try something new. Try something you've been wanting to do. Put your energy into you. So at the end of the day, flip any negative situation in a way to like make it work for you. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. Make it work in 2023, honey. Word. Thank you for those words of uh, personal development. And um, thank you for coming on the show once again. Go ahead and plug those socials so everybody knows where to find you on the internet. Okay, so please follow my page. It's for creatives, entrepreneurs, business owners. It's at you are in dreamland. You're in dreamland. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on my page at Digital Bay, DGTL Bay. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I truly appreciate it. I'm honored. No problem at all. Um, thank you guys for checking in for another episode of Versus Mike History um 
we're on social media at versus my history pretty much everywhere vs my history on twitter um and i'll see you guys at the next episode peace peace